Once the show starts, if you plan on talking, if you feel like singing, and if you can't stop dancing, then you're in the right place. We are the Boogie Love. And it's time for all you kids to get out of your seats and join us. Fuck and I should join Susie and me for a whole new interactive movie going experience where singing along, dancing along, and playing along are all part of the movie fun. Can I borrow your blanket, please? Now we're moving. And only an event this awesome could bring so many cool stars together, like Tony Braxton, Loris Leachman. I hope you'll join me in singing and dancing. Christopher Lloyd, Jazz Bomateri. I'll give you oh, the house special. Carrie Elway. Don't forget to wobble. And Jamie Presley. <sighs> Holy mackerel. From the marketing visionary of Teletubbies, Thomas the Tank Engine and Friends, and Eloise. And Academy Award nominated director Matthew Diamond. I'd like sweet pickle, dill pickle, warm pickle, chill pickle, please. Oh, my favorite. I could use some fixed old bismol right now. The Oogie Loves in the Big Balloon Adventure. This adventure doesn't start until you join in the fun. I can hardly wait. Only in theaters, August 29th. Oh, sorry. One of us to do Hello the and welcome to another edition of It Came From The Bottom, <laughs> brought to you by Head Games Entertainment, your ultimate source for uh, podcasting and stuff. I don't remember what he says. Jack is is uh, hiding in a corner right now, so I'm just getting this thing started. Um, uh, once again, I uh, am Zip. I'm Adina. Jack. And Jack's here too. And but uh, we have a special guest. Yay! Yeah, we have so a sp- any anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get this intro right. Okay. <laughs> I'm Jack, by the way. <laughs> Do you want to introduce well, our special guest? Yeah, we got a special guest today. So for those of you who have been listening to our podcast for some time, you may have noticed that towards the end of the episode, when Zip gives his rating on the flaming cinematic turd meter. We we have uh, we we've kept a grumpy man in our closet for the longest time to give his feedback on his ratings, and you may have heard it before. And we decided, you know what? We're almost fifty episodes in, so let's just bring him out of the closet and let him have a say for once in one of our episodes. So, please welcome today's special guest, Russ Ivy. Yay! Yay! Hello, and thank you for having me. <laughs> oh God, no! <laughs> Said so once you get some fresh air to watch uh, today's movie this week. Oh God, we um, 
This, uh, today we watched The Oogie Loves and The Big Balloon Adventure. And, um... Mm. Yeah, mm. That, that says it all. Well, yeah. in the, on the title that we got to watch, it says... Stupid ass balloon adventure. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> yes. That may have been edited before we saw it. Yeah, it, the person who it, shared that with you may have taken some liberties. Well, because I, at first I thought that was the actual title, and then I realized <laughs> no, it couldn't possibly have been. It's, it is rated G. <laughs> so yeah, I prefer the title that was sent to me. And that's a good starting point. Opening thoughts in this movie. <laughs> oh, Do you know? Jesus. Look. I had been hearing about this movie and Russ basically since we started this podcast. It's so true. there was a lot of hype behind this movie and this episode and fuck. Well, I feel honored. Yeah. yeah. No, I've been looking forward to this. I mean, I've been looking forward to meeting Russ. <laughs> I have not been looking forward to watching this movie. No. And this movie is so fucking bad, you guys. It completely lived up to expectations. It, in, without question. In the fact that our expectations were a steaming pile Unless of dog shit. You know what? That's, let's, let's talk about that. Because when we started this podcast, this was on the list of a couple episodes down from our first couple of movies. I can't mm-hmm. remember which, where it was. Yeah. But... Then it just kept jumping ahead further and further and further. And this, you know, we did this podcast, what, in 2014, 2015? I th- fuck, I, what did we, Maybe. I, 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 don't, I right. don't remember. I, I feel like right. I've been doing this podcast for the last fucking decade from all these movies we've been doing. I feel so much older <laughs> now days, since episode one. <laughs> so, so, so this movie kept jumping up further and further ahead, which, which was it weird. earns. Because yeah. if you go to, the, to its IMDb page right now, it's like a 6.1. Right. Correct. Which is so weird. Yet it's on the list. It makes sense why it's on the list. Oh, But it's a question. 6.1. Yeah. <laughs> when we first started, it was like in the sevens. How is that possible? I, I, IMDb, get your shit together with your yeah. algorithm, man. I don't understand how it works. Because this yeah. movie's magic, clearly. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I had to go into it. Um, I don't have kids, so I don't watch kids' shows. I don't, I don't either. I don't want them anymore. Yeah. And, <laughs> right, yeah. I, I had to go out after seeing it to, to double-check my vasectomy. But right. that being said, I, yeah. I had to go in this with a, a, a viewpoint of how would kids actually like this show. And even then, this was horrible. Yeah. I laughed through the whole thing. But uh, it was a different kind of laughter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that makes one of us, Russ. <laughs> um, had either of you seen this before? No. 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 No, I'd never yeah. seen it never before. Never even heard of it. Yeah. No, I, I think it. Adina had seen it several times before. She's a, <laughs> she's a, she's a yeah. seasoned veteran when it comes to Oogie yeah. Loves. Right. I had seen parts of this shortly after it came out because of morbid curiosity. Not the whole thing. I just right. saw parts. I was not sober. And um, I – no. No. <laughs> Fuck no, man. This – I I was I, – there's no drug on this planet that could prepare me for the hour and a half I just subjected myself to. And I know, this was, this I was, know why you were, you were mad. You implied that's we, one reason why I'm mad at this movie, Russ. Yeah, but let's be clear, too. It's a little multifaceted, Russ. But he yeah. also didn't just watch it w- once, and neither did you. That's true, yes. I watched it twice because yeah. I needed to really absorb it. Did you? Yeah, well, did that, you? No, no, I call bullshit. It was deep. Look, it was very deep. I have to watch this more than one time because I have to moderate this fucking podcast. <laughs> you had it easy. This is on you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. 
We should be videotaping this All right, one. zip, zip. Just, yes. just fucking read it. Okay. There's there's two different descriptions on here uh, on IMDb. One was actually supplied by the production company. I am not reading that. Uh, I'm reading the, the shortened version. The Oogie Loves, Gooby, Zuzi, and Toofy set out to find five magical balloons that will make their good friend Shloofy... <laughs> we'll make their good friend Shloofy's surprise birthday party extra special. Is that, is it? that, is that, it? Is that all? <laughs> yeah, I told you, it's short and to the point. Well, I'm sorry, Zeb. Usually you have a penchant for picking out the uh, longest fucking description possible. No, so. the, like I said, no, there are did, two on here. On the longest one is the one provided from the official nope, production it. company. It. No, I am no, no, not no, no, reading no, no, that bullshit. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Ken, Ken Weisselman has shared enough with us today. Yes. Oh, God. Uh, let's do it. The sooner we talk about it, the sooner it's done. Yes. Yep. Yeah. All right. So we open on Lionsgate, which it's crazy. They distributed was, yeah. this movie because I hear I thought that the yeah. worst movie they put out was Delta Farce, but no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, this was pr- also produced by Ken Weisselman. So let's talk about him for a quick minute because this is the producer on this movie. This movie markets itself as being from the visionary that brought you – the visionary marketing director that brought you Teletubbies and Thomas the Tank Engine. This guy's right. insane. Like, uh, Ken oh, without question. He put this together. If you watch interviews with him, he defends this movie like it's the next Citizen Kane of children's movies. Because the whole gimmick with it is, is being an interactive experience. Right. Right. That's what this is marketing itself off of. And he's trying to revolutionize the way children go to movies with this movie. Did it work? No. No. It was no. like he wanted, to, he wanted to create the experience of going to like a Wiggles show yeah. in a movie theater. Right. Correct. Okay. And I, I don't, don't hurt yourself. Um, that was for Jack. Um, I, I understand, like, I get the idea behind it, and that's, okay, yeah, that is kind of revolutionary, but are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> In a movie theater? Who's going to supervise that, first of all? They, and, and I was trying to, as I was watching it, I was trying to figure out if there was enough time on the screen when they say, okay, it's time to get up, and all that kind of stuff. Some of these come so fast, yeah. Yeah. you don't have enough time. I mean, honestly... I was so offended for toddlers in this movie. I mean, toddlers, yes, it takes a very little to make toddlers happy. I, it is very ha- easy to make me happy, but this, I thought, was like offensive to them, even. To insult yeah. the intelligence of a three-year-old, that's what was happening here. You know, you know what? Let's, let's get, let, that's a good point. Let's, that's, a good, that's a good thing to bring up. This movie was being clearly marketed to very, very young kids. Very sure. young. Let's address that. We're all aware of that. You know, we're going to be criticizing the fuck out of this movie moving forward. But let's acknowledge, this is not just a bad movie for adults to watch. This is a bad kids movie. Very. This is a yeah. bad, bad kids movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I, yeah. I actually read a review um, a guy did. He went to see the movie in the theater. Oh. And um, when he showed up to the theater, the only, there were only two other people in the theater with him. It was a father and his four-year-old child. And the four-year-old child was sat there the whole time in silence. And the only thing he heard out of that kid was, I need to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Wow. Damn. Yeah, so the kid didn't even get up. The kid didn't. He never got out of the chair. 
So this movie, this fucking movie, starts off, it has the audacity to open with a cold open. Yes. In a sketchy studio space. Yes. Because you have, like, wires hanging down from the ceiling, you know, sketchy-looking musical instruments in the background. Everything's really darkly lit, which is kind of strange. But then these three fuckers show up on the screen. (laughs) Our three titular Oogie Loves show up, and their names are Gooby, Zuzi, and Buttfucker. I mean, excuse me, (laughs) Toofy. And so let's describe them, Okay. So, number one, Gooby. He is a walking, talking pickle who sustains himself on the flesh of his own ilk. And he's also into science. Right. Uh, all true. Which, when, when, he first, when he first started talking, all this magical Disney music bullshit was playing. And when he actually said his name, there was like a big trumpet fanfare. And I it. did not hear the name at all. I didn't hear the, any of their names. I listened to it three times in a row, and I never heard what his never name got was. got Gooby or Toofy. I got Zuzi right away. But, yeah, every time they'd say their names, some fanfare would happen, and I couldn't understand who they were. There is so yeah. much of the music that covers up a lot of the dialogue, yes. but spoken by oh, live yeah, action and puppeted yes. people in this movie, yes. which is sad because there's so much ADR in this movie as well. Right. Exactly. There really yeah. is, yeah. It's and you'd think, based on my history, with all the puppets in this movie, that I would have loved it. You said puppets, <laughs> so i got to play the sound now in editing, which is sad because they take that same sound effect and put it in this movie. Yeah. And I love puppets, and they were my favorite part of the movie. Me too. Yeah. Which ones? The, all of them. Because technically, the Oogie loves are puppets. No, you know no, what no, you're no. saying? They're by not that, fucking right? puppets. Those, those are fucking. No, <laughs> those, those are, are those, those are, are people fucking, in costumes. Those are those are abominations. That's a yeah. those are, are that's a man in suit. Okay, let's be clear. That's not a puppet. Not not a puppet. But all the puppets. And were even great. even if they would be considered puppets, is because there was some form of manipulation, whether it be the eyes moving or oh, the God. mouth moving. The mouths never fuck. Move! Exactly. Right. They never move. They never move. They, they, they do move. They just don't move in sync. No, they didn't like, move. You see it might move up and down just at whatever tempo they like. You see it kind of uh, move, but yeah. not the way that mouths should move. Well, it's yeah. like somebody said, I ah, will fix it in post. And it Maybe. never got around. And it, it never, never, did it. And never did. And yeah. can we talk about the eyes, too? Because they're yeah. super reflective. Yeah. There's one shot coming up later in the movie where you see you see the reflection of the red hair of another Oogie Love in one of the other's eyes. And it makes him look like a fucking demon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's eerie. It is. And I just couldn't even get past what they were called. Like, it didn't make sense to me. Yeah. What is an oogie love? This is part of the problem, it's too. It's kind of like a bed bug, but different. Uh, but I guess, but we never got an explanation of where they were no. and who they were. What and is their relationship? Exactly. Why do they all live together exact- in the same house? Again. Is oogie love, since they refer to all three of them together is as a, oogie loves, does band? that mean they're, related. they're brother and <laughs> brothers and sister? Right. And oogie love is their last name? Or are, but are they then, a band? They also, later on, you hear uh, them referred to as their first name followed by love. Right. So, so there's Gooby Love and <laughs> Zuzi Love and Toofy Love. What? So are their full names Gooby Love Oogie Love? I have no idea. Zuzi Love Oogie Love? Right. <laughs> and then later. Well, this movie is very fond of the word love, so it wouldn't oh shock me. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, and well, then there's yeah. something that will come up later that goes completely against that, so I don't understand. I don't understand where we are. And I also don't understand because then we get live humans in this and that never gets explained either nobody just nobody it's supposed to be expected that we all understand where we are and that you're gonna see people that look like oogie loves and then you're gonna see people who look like human beings and then you're gonna see animal puppets right right Right? yes so right 
And also, let me just preface, let me just say, this movie is very positive. There's a lot of positivity. No! <laughs> okay? <laughs> okay, but wait. But there's, this is why I'm bringing it up, because of what happens later, very shortly, when we get to their house. So, Jack, are you all right? <laughs> so, yeah. It's Do supposed, tell it's about how this movie is positive. It's supposed to be very happy, right? All sorts of positivity. Everything's okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but let me also say within the first minute within the first minute i wrote down i already hate it and we're a minute in oh yeah <laughs> i already hate it you made it a whole minute huh? i'm not even <laughs> i already hated it yeah i was done jack Ken jack made it to what 58 <laughs> seconds was yeah. that where you stopped yeah. <laughs> he made it to 58 seconds adina made it a minute, a, uh, like a minute, a minute. No, and I it, for me it was a minute fifteen because my br- it took a second. Well, right. I'd say it took about like twenty seconds for my brain to actually catch up with what the fuck is happening <laughs> right now. It wasn't that I made it fifty eight seconds. I texted you guys a screenshot of the fifty eight second timestamp where I had written you had fifteen already been... minutes worth of notes. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. But let's go on to the next Oogie because, boy, we have we got to get these fuckers out of the way. So next up is Zuzi. Zuzi is the estress of the group. Zuzi is what became of, of the Wendy's mascot after she was diagnosed with diabetes and jaundice. Oh, my God. She speaks, <laughs> she speaks every language. And now we finally have our long-awaited backstory of Madame Gal from Daredevil. <laughs> and animal. She speaks animal. Animal, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Which... It's funny because I almost wanted to be on the drums and be like, drops, drops. <laughs> well, yeah, that's right? a, when you said animal, that's the first thing I well, thought yeah. of. I'm like, wait, he's not in this movie. No, he's not, unfortunately. But yeah, it's, it's, that's the thing, though, is explain that she is able to speak every language on earth. Yeah. Essentially. Yes. And there's only like two times where she uses actual foreign language. Right. Like, she says something in French at one point. Right. She says Spanish. something in German at some point and something in Spanish at one point. The rest of the time, the extent of her language knowledge is speaking to various animals. farm animals. Yeah. Correct. All right. Then we got our third one, Toofy. This fucker. Um, oh, God. The, Toofy <laughs> is an adrenaline junkie who likes Hardee's for some reason. Because did you see his shirt? He's got the Hardee's logo on his T-shirt for some reason. They never explain it. <laughs> so Hardee's, fast food exists in this universe. Uh, Zip, tell us about, tell us about Toofy. Oh. What, what is there to say about Toofy? Um, Toofy is supposed to be playing to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle graphic uh, demographic, I guess. Because he's the the... Surfer bro Gator. kind of, hey yeah. man, you know, kind of character who uh, prefers not to wear a belt so his pants fall down all the time. So everybody's supposed to have a purpose, like their their right. main thing that they do really well. And but, so but he doesn't. He, he climbs just, things. He, he's a climber. He but was, climbs. But was, did he say that in no. this opening monologue? Not in no. This mo- he no. just said, I like to have as much fun as possible. Yeah. And I hate yeah. belts. So they introduce themselves. Insert stock sound of the intended audience pretending to care because we hear kids cheering. Right, like a throughout this audience. entire movie. Yeah. Yeah. And so then the Ugilos make their way to their respective instruments: Gooby on the guitar, Zuzi on the piano, <laughs> and Toofy on the drums. Now this is where I got I started really getting mad because Zuzi tells us that this is going to be the most amazing movie ever. She lies. <laughs> oh. Yes. And then Toofy tells us we're going to have so much fun. He, he deceives. 
Fun fact, guys, by the way, if you turn up your volume really high at this part, you can just barely hear the sound of the screenwriter sucking his own dick. (laughs) (laughs) So this was bizarre because they go to their instruments and they start playing like a quick riff and then they put them down and they walk back Yeah, well, and and playing them hard. I mean, there is not even an attempt to accurately play these instruments. Not one. Uh, Zuzi's just slamming her hands all over the place on the keyboard. Uh, Did you notice the Jimi Hendrix maneuver? With uh, oh yes, Gooby actually played the guitar with his tongue, and then injected heroin into his skull. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> and then they get up to come talk more to the audience through directly through the camera, and the instruments are still playing. Yes. <laughs> but let's let's address that because they they go to their instruments, they play a quick riff, they put them down, then they walk back towards the camera, and they tell us that the rules of the movie, how it's going to proceed. That's what this whole thing's about. They mm-hmm. say, you know, in this movie you can sing and dance and jump around. <laughs> then they go right back to their instruments. What was the yeah. purpose of that? Why not just tell? Why us couldn't they do the that body? from their instruments? Right. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. didn't make sense. So, but they tell us that that when it's time for us, the audience, to get up and sing and dance, whatever the fuck, butterflies are going to fly across the bottom of the screen, and when it's time to stop, <laughs> they, we're going to see a bunch of turtles creep across the bottom of the screen. So those are our indicators, that just in case you didn't get it from the you know the clues they give us visually and audibly, and just in case that's still not enough to remind you what you're supposed to do when you see either butterflies or turtles. It then puts the words at the bottom of the screen. It's okay to stand up now. Or it's okay to sit down now. Glad to see they're and marketing course, towards the they ADHD tell you audience. To ask the adult that's with you to make sure it's okay if you actually stand up or sit down when they tell you to in the movie. They say they say the big one. The yeah. Yeah. So that which completely negates the entire point of the whole fucking movie is if, oh, dad, does that mean I can stand up? You keep your ass in that chair and you shut the fuck up. I need to go to the bathroom. See, that's that's way too much credit. If it were my kids, I would have taken them to that movie just to leave them there. Uh, Yeah, I would because I would then disown them. If they wanted to see this movie, they're no kid of mine. (laughs) I was like, they're your responsibility now, AMC. Thank you. So with that bullshit out of the way, the movie finally fucking starts. We open on this sweeping pre-rendered cutscene straight out of a PS1 game. Oh, yeah. And so, if, by the way, is this town supposed to be at the foot of Mount Fuji? Did anybody notice I don't, that? Yeah, it was, it was a it weird was landscape. It was strange, yeah. especially when we get towards the end. You know, it's like, what the, where the fuck are we? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, a, again, we have no idea where we are in time or space or place. There's no explanation. No. And I have to say that that, to me, was the best CGI of the whole film. Yes. The <laughs> intro of going right. to their house. Yes. Yeah. Going the, over the, the, the hills and forest. Yeah. And yes. Yeah, the drone yeah. shot. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. The drone shot. Exactly. If only the drone really did shoot. I was going to say, <laughs> this right? is that the case be that better. George Lucas could make for the, all the CGI he used in the prequels. Exactly. It's like, oh, no, did you God. see the Ogie Loves movie? Ogie that, Loves? Could, that, could, <laughs> that wouldn't work. I just want to say. Jar Jar needs to be the best character we ever made. <laughs> the music Porkins. in this movie? What, like the every, instrumental pieces? Or every like the, fucking song. Every single one. Yeah. You guys, they are the worst. They are repetitive, mm-hmm. they are derivative, they are offensive, 
And I did. And they're lazy. It, they're late. That thank you. That's the, the lyrics, word I want. Man. They're lazy as fuck. Oh, that's, yeah. And they're not. You don't come away humming any of them. Yeah. And they all start to run together. Yeah. They do. Yeah. They do. I have a note about the lyrics that they. Well, there's no way it's catchy. We'll put None. a pin in the lyrics yeah. part because yeah. we're about to get that with our first song coming up. But we enter mm. the home of the Oogie Loves, aka Pee Wee's dorm room. And yes, thank you, because it did. Yeah. It looked like it, they like they were trying to do Pee-wee's Playhouse. Yeah. Yes. Except, again, lazier. The camera pans around the room and showing us the sleeping Oogie Loves and then stops on the creepiest fucking window face lady. <laughs> Let's talk about Windy Window for a bit, shall we? <laughs> so, That's um, after the motion sickness of the camera right. spinning around. Yes. Right. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about her. So how do we describe this character? Because she's pretty important. She is. She's pretty the, convenient. She's the literal window into seeing the future. The, or, or, or what's, or what's happening, happening somewhere, else. somewhere else. Right. I was going to say the future would show us. Right. <laughs> yes. She's supposed to be charming. Her hair, her curtains change almost every time we see her. Throughout the yeah, so the curtains around the window are, are shaped like hair. Yes. But every scene that when we come back to the house, the curtains have completely changed. So sometimes, so sometimes she's a blonde, a right. long-haired blonde, a short-haired brunette. Right. Uh, like it changes every. And, and that's a missed opportunity there for Wendy right. to say, "Well, I like to change it up." Something. Yeah, they never they mention never it. Mention they just it. never they mention it at all. They never talk about it. But the face is is projected in, within the in, window within the frame. Window. It's an actress. Uh, very southern actress. The, the, well, but she's not. But she's, she's not. not. No. It's, she's it's not. an accent. For yeah. Some they changed the accents. That would have been okay. So, um, yeah. So, it basically, she had to sit still. In a studio somewhere mm-hmm. yep. where with the camera directly on her face. So it's just, yeah, it's just <laughs> her face. Like, you don't see her, the actress's no. actual hair. No. It's just her face. Straight on. Uh, straight on. She, she, she only is able to slightly move to one side or the other, but that's it. Otherwise, it would completely, like, cut her face out of the frame. Yeah. Yeah. So she had to do all of this completely still. She's sporting a a southern accent, like a like a, a, a southern drawl, right. for no, no explainable reason. reason. Right. And her name is Wendy Window, W I N D Y. Yeah. Because stupid, stupid ass puns are part of the joke writing, in which this is movie. part of why Jack hates this movie so much. <laughs> part, 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 part. Yeah. Yeah. Part. But here's the thing. Also, couldn't they have been consistent with that? Windy Window, J. Edgar Hoover. Oh, yeah. We haven't, okay, the we haven't even gotten to him yet. But I'm yeah. just saying, because, again, where are we? So why weren't Gooby, Zuzi, and Toofy puns of some sort? Yes. You know, I the fishes, which I didn't get until the end, which it didn't click to me Ruffy? what his name was. Yeah, it didn't, because I, I was so put off by him. By that yeah. puppet, I was so put off by Ruffy. <laughs> Orange Ruffy. How is that a pun? Ruffy. Orange Ruffy, it's a fish. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, so I'm not I'm not the only one who didn't get it right away. So but here's the thing. Wendy, there there's so much about this movie that's all about repetitive right. chanting and all this kind of stuff. And by the time we got to like the third or fourth time where we had to tell fucking Wendy one, two, three, goddammit, I'm like, you yeah. know what? Fuck you. 
there's no reason for this. And she was probably getting tired of it, you know, because you had to, oh, that was how you had to get I, rid of I, I guarantee, I didn't even want to go back to watch it again, but I guarantee you every time that she said, well, you know what to say to the chant to make her show you what's happening out in the world. I, I, I feel pretty damn confident that that was the same clip. Over and over yeah. and over again. Sure she did right. it maybe. She did two takes of that and she's like, and we're then, good. Moving yeah. on. Yeah. Sorry, Jack. So, so, so we yeah. meet her and then she starts to sing because that's what, that's her, she's the alarm clock, I guess. Uh, she starts singing about singing and it wakes up the Oogie Loves. So yeah, because it, it's know, fun to sing when you wake up or right. something and like that. And nobody is singing. We'll, we'll get to it, Russ. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was, okay, go ahead yeah. and finish what you're no, saying. Because you said she's the alarm clock, but there's something that when they wake up, a fucking alarm clock goes off at the end. <laughs> true. Yeah. What was the point of that? <laughs> That's a good point. Yep. It's true. It's, yeah. so it's true. Booby and they weren't up even first. singing, you guys. So she's singing about she's how sing- much fun yeah. it is and to sing when you wake up. And here's something we didn't bring up in that uh, cold open fucking bullshit. These these three actors, whoever doing the voices for that, they can't sing. No. No, they can't. To be a group that's supposed to be a music group, oh my God. they cannot sing to save their goddamn lives. They're terrible. They're horrible. They're they horrible. they chant or or speak sing yeah. everything. Well, they're not even good voice Everyone actors. else no. in the movie actually sings yeah. and they do a, a thousand times better Wendy than these three motherfuckers. Sing. Wendy can actually sing. She Wendy like can yeah. sing very well. Yeah. She Wendy was great. Thing, but yeah. I think it was music directed by William Hung. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> but so so Gooby gets out of bed first, followed by Zuzi. Tufi's a lazy fucker, so he stays a little bit. But then you notice, and then let's let's talk about it. Um, Zip, yeah, what they do when they get out of bed first? Oh Jesus! So they're doing this little song and dance about how they love singing when they wake up, and they 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 get up and they do a butt bump on the end of their beds, and their beds retract into the wall. Um, but then, in continuing this little dance that they do, I, it's a very quick shot. <laughs> But because uh, it's like we're going between them and we're go- and then we're seeing Wendy singing and then it cuts back to them after the beds have retracted and they form a line and then they do this real quick thing of where they put their hands up to their head like they're saluting and then their hands go straight up in the air like a Nazi Sig Heil yep. and then they start goose stepping. Yep. <laughs> and they take like so it's salute and then hand up. Heil, 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 and then a quick cutaway. And it was like, what, 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 wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. stop, <laughs> rewind, let me watch that again. Yes, they did. They just did a Nazi salute and goose stepped, not even trying to conceal it. No. That's exactly what it is, and I defy anyone involved with this movie to try to argue otherwise. Fight me. <laughs> they did a goddamn goose step and a Nazi sig Heil. <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> So yep. they continue singing. Then we meet Ruf. I almost called him Rufy. <laughs> we meet Ruffy, the goldfish. The goldfish that doesn't apparently need water to live. Oh, my God. There's no water in his tank. In his bowl. Never. What no. the fuck? No, granted, it's a puppet. But no, you could even make it look like there's water above exactly. him. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. And, and this is why I bring up. This is why I talked about the positivity earlier. This fish is the most bitter yeah. Fucking, negative yeah oh my god 
He's and the complete opposite of right. everyone else in this movie. Maybe that's why I like him. <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't figure out why he was such a bitch. Why was he such yeah. a bitch? Yeah, he was a, he was a dickhole. Yeah. And there was no explanation for it, and there's no redemption. He no. stays a bitch the whole time. Yeah. Nothing is ever good. He, he, was, he was a nice contrast to the shit going on, though. If, if, there, if I was to pick one, I if it ju- I, I like just him. wish his dialogue had been better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, because right. it was just it was just some. Uh, most of his lines were just being a grumpy asshole, just exactly. for the sake of right. being. So I mean, even Oscar Oscar the Grouch has endearing qualities. Qualities, exactly. And he, yeah, you know, you still okay, hug him. exactly. Yeah. Right. This guy, Nothing. I wanted him to, to drown. Flushing down frankly. the toilet. Yep. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, that's what I wanted. Which he could have if there had been any water actually <laughs> in his bowl. <laughs> Let's talk about Schloofy. Why? Do we have to? Because <laughs> do we have to? <laughs> this motherfucker. Okay. Schloofy looked Shloofy. like he had a stroke. First of all, he apparently matters. I didn't know what Schloofy was. <laughs> I seriously, I put it down here. I, I'm like, did they say Schloofy? Right. And then it shows him. And I'm like, what is that? What is it? It's this purple thing with eyes under a blanket. Yeah. That kind of opens its eyes like randomly. Like and he's asleep. Yeah. He's asleep for three fourths of this movie. Yep. He's a lazy motherfucker. Yeah. And he's a pillow. Because I, that, but that's the thing. That's, right. Then you find out he's a pillow. Right. And part of it is his name. Yeah, well, one of the things about him, he was one of the puppets that actually had a mouth that moved. Yes. But yes. couldn't fucking talk. But he couldn't talk. <laughs> but he couldn't talk. Which you don't find out until the end of the movie, but when he does finally wake up, he's like... <laughs> and the whole movie is about his birthday party. The this whole movie is centered around having a surprise birthday party for a sentient pillow. <laughs> Model. <laughs> a pillow. Named Schloofy. With a droopy eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who, whose mental cognition is questionable. Indeed. <laughs> Who seemingly does nothing. Right. Who has no arms yeah. and legs. He has no arms and legs. He has to be picked In up. In order for him to move, yep. you have to pick him up like an actual pillow. Yep. Yeah. I don't. Oh, gosh. Question. Yeah. If you were to turn him upside down by accident, would that technically count as smothering? Let's find out. <laughs> if only. Well, did, uh, up to that point, you know, they, they mentioned they didn't want to wake him. Right. They right. had just finished a fucking song and they, dance. Right. They had just done that. an entire music number <laughs> right in front of him. Didn't wake up. <laughs> yes. Oh, we're going to throw a surprise party for him. Shh. Yeah. It, 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 but, Don't yeah, give away wait. the surprise. He's asleep. No, and you just sang a fucking song about it. Yeah. <laughs> they just sang an entire just fucking song. just sang a whole song. song. They hiled Hitler. They they <laughs> they ate breakfast. I mean, they do all this shit, and then like, shh, no, the we don't breakfast. want to wake him. The breakfast. We'll, 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 we'll get to that. We, we got to introduce uh, our, our, yeah, our character. Yeah, because yeah. it's it's it's, it's, it's Shlufi's fucking birthday. So they sent out their their incompetent vacuum, J Edgar, the fucking vacuum cleaner. <laughs> you get it? <laughs> to get balloons. So they use Windy Window to, to spy on this guy because you say the name Windy Window. What do you see? Blah blah blah. And it shows him traveling down the road singing. It's fun to sing when you wake up. And then he's, he's, he's rolling his way back along. He's holding, like, these five golden balloons. And then what the fuck happens here? Because these, these little animal puppets cross the street, and then suddenly he sees them, and he just goes, Oh, fuck! <laughs> spinning around, going nuts, all this shit. And then suddenly the balloons just come out of his hand? What the fuck happened? Because you see, like, a peacock there. It says stop on its ass for some reason. And then 
he loses the balloons. That's what prompts it. How did this happen? Why did it happen? He read the script. It's no, some, I don't think that's not good enough. That's not good enough. That, we have used that excuse. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be some sort of animal crossing, and the peacock is the the crossing guard. And there's these little bit, well, they're like little hedgehogs or something, something. Yeah. that are crossing the road, and he has to stop. And when the peacock throws its tail up, and there's a stop sign on the, the peacock tail, then he loses his shit, starts spinning around, goes out of control, and, and loses the like, balloon. But, like but it doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. A couple seconds after, it's horribly like, filmed. Oh, wow. So that it doesn't actually it doesn't have any continuity any to it. It doesn't translate. Uh-uh. No. And so he loses the balloons, and they say, oh, no. So Jay Edgar shows back up, and he's like, hey, guys, guess what? I lost Because apparently this happened right outside the front door. Yeah. yeah. Because they see this happen, <laughs> and then two seconds later, he comes in the door. My God, these balloons can cover some ground, huh? No kidding. So he gets yes. back in, and the, the Yugi loves are like, explain yourself. No, they don't. <laughs> no, no, they don't. They don't hold him accountable. We, we saw the Just, whole thing. Yeah, and here's the thing. I, I have to I have to mention something. The second we hear the name J. Edgar Hoover, yeah. the first thing we uh, hear no, it, no, 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 no. But no. They never say Hoover. They, just they say never right. say Hoover. But But when you get what he is, J. Edgar Hoover, I wrote down, Jack just died. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought the same thing. In, in, because, because they said, call him J. Edgar. That's not even the worst one. Clearly a vacuum, Hoover. And so. Oh, no, yeah. it's nowhere near the worst. That was their attempt of putting humor in the movie for adults, adults. to appreciate. Yes. Right. It yeah, because kids aren't going to get that joke. No, and the fact is, it sucked as bad as the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Because yeah. even, even as a vacuum cleaner, he's horrible. He's horrible. Yeah. Pa- I'm he's hor- sorry. Puns aren't a good go-to for when you're trying to write adult winks. Oh no, they're in, not in your movies. Right? right. No, yeah, I, they're not. I mean, look at Pixar, who is the opposite end of the spectrum. They do it well, right. and I can't think of a single Pixar movie that has a great joke stand out that's solely founded on, on a pun. <sighs> just, I mean, but, so, sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm but that, but that, that just shows the difference of creative writing between the people who did this movie and the people who work at Pixar. Exactly. You know, right. I mean, they put some thought into it. This just feels like a straight-up cash grab. Yeah. So, right. J. Edgar is not even remotely held accountable for his actions, and so he explains that these were apparently the last magical balloons available in the town of Lovely Loveville. And I'm just like, go to the next fucking town! <laughs> <laughs> This is this is a city. This is a place, a world, a universe, what have you, with airports, plenty of modes of transportation, uh, flying fucking sombreros. There's all kinds of <laughs> methods you can use to get to another fucking town, or just go to fucking Party City. I don't care. Yeah, seriously. And so, so they devise a plan for Jay Edgar because he's a fuck up. He stay behind while the Oogie Loves go out on their trikes, their big wheelers, because that's going to cover some major ground quickly. And so Jagger and Wendy are going to be locating the balloons respectively from the home and then communicating to the Oogie Loves where to go. And so it's at this point. And they take the fish. Oh, yeah. They, why did they take the fish? I don't know. I wrote that down. Why did they take the fish? Like, we, may, we may use a fish that's, you know, grounded to a fishbowl. So, and, and also, I love this part because it's here where, before they go that Jagger suddenly decides to grow a sack and say, all right, guys, you can't go until you change your clothes and eat, eat your breakfast. breakfast. Yeah. So. To change their clothes, they go into, like, these tube things come down on them, and instantaneously they're transformed. Yet, for some reason, Toofy forgets to put a belt on. He decides not to put on a belt. But how could he have decided that quickly? The thing goes up and then goes back down in, like, a second. What? 
I think you're. Well, no, it's not because it makes just as much sense when uh, when pickle fucker uh, <laughs> goes in the tube. Probably he has he has the walkie talkies that he built mm-hmm. out of orange juice cartons. Yes. Like you do, but not smart <laughs> enough to figure out to buy more balloons. Yeah, seriously, yeah. <laughs> Z- that they are going to use as their means of communication between Jay Edgar and them hunting down the balloons. He has them in his hands when he goes into the clothes tube, but when the tube goes up, they're gone. They're gone. The walkie-talkies have disappeared, but yet later on, the first time they actually use them to communicate, suddenly they magically have them. Yeah. So. Never mentioned. Yeah. But so okay, your cause... logic is flawed, Jack. See, no, it's, it's, no, it's not. The, I'm, yeah. What I'm saying is it goes the sa- <laughs> no, it goes no, to the same point. It's a, to even want to make a logical argument is flawed. <laughs> it's just, it just bothers me that after fucking up so badly, this guy's like, oh, no, suddenly I'm in charge again. Right. I'm setting rules for you guys. Yes. Because, you know, I'm the guy that can't even walk home without costing our titular characters an entire fucking day of work just to cover <laughs> my sorry fucking excuse of an existence. Also, he's not even wearing any fucking clothes himself. Right. You can fucking see his cord sticking out of his back. That's true. <laughs> yeah. It's just like hanging out for the world to see. No, exactly. But it's okay because he's going to make them breakfast. <laughs> Yeah, let's talk. So we Which have our next to song. My favorite line. The, so yeah, so because uh, uh, because they can no longer go to IHOP for pancakes, they decided to get horrible flying CGI <laughs> models of pancakes to fly at them into their mouths, and it, it looks they look awful. And it's like pineapple upside down a, flapjacks. Right. It's a pancake with a slice of pineapple with whipped cream in the middle of the pineapple and a cherry on top. And the cherry still has the stem on it. Yep, sure does. And they eat the whole thing in one swallow. Yes, they do. And they used our puppet cue. They did. They finished the song, thank Christ. And they're they're talking about how excited they are just to be going on this journey. They grab the goldfish and they head out to their first location, which is revealed to be a teapot that's in a tree. (laughs) I'm not saying it. (laughs) (laughs) This might be my favorite line. (laughs) They, uh... So they get to the tree and enter Jubilee Rounder, an actress who somehow got cast despite her lack of celebrity status. <laughs> right. Like, was this yeah. someone famous? I didn't see anything no. on her. Well, I know. We don't know who she is. Yeah. She's the only live actress. Oh, she's a working person. actress, but that's about right. it. Sure, sure. Yeah. But she yeah. hasn't, she's not known for compared, something. Compared to everybody else who shows up in this movie. Yeah, they got name actress except yeah. for this oh one Oh, my person. God. She has a penchant for liking everything that's cool to being square. Which is so anti what... She, because she says like a lot, and she's very totally cool, like popular. And um, her pants have squares on them, and so does her shirt, and so are her braids. They're in squares, but square means dull and boring. Exactly. And it wasn't until the very end when she gives one of her squares away that I realized that it was even her thing. Right. So and so, but this is when we get into shapes. Right. There's a shape thing that happens here. So, again, I, I didn't understand her deal at all. Her name was Jubilee. What does that have to do with being square? Because the next person we see, her name actually means what she loves. Sure. So, I... I yeah, I didn't uh, get Jubilee. She didn't was, even shoot fireworks out of her fingers. I didn't get the right, connection. Okay, right. Sparkle fingers, <laughs> Jubilee, come yeah, on. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> she delivers the first adult line of the movie. True. You can totally come up my teapot. Well, no, you, I'm glad you bring up the whole sexual thing because she, she, she does this like weird cheerleader thing to bring a ladder down so they can climb the right. tree. And then she starts doing the same cheer again for the kids to all sing along with, climbing up. And it keeps cutting back to weird shots of her ass going up the ladder. Yeah, yeah. I know. Did you notice that? Yes. yes. 
Really? Yes. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> that must yeah. have escaped my attention. I don't this remember staring longingly at her ass at all. Well, because... <laughs> I mean, at but, her ass at all. But here's the thing. This is also the first time where we get a human interacting yes. with the Oogie Loves. And there's no... There's no acknowledgement of what they look like and that we're in a world where this is normal. Right. Because everyone who lives in this town are all humans. Everyone. Except the Oogie Loves. Except the Oogie Loves. And the puppets. Right. But it's inhabited by all humans as far as people go. Right. The only other people that show up are the Oogie Loves, who seemingly have never been seen in this town before, ever. Which brings up the whole existence issue of who are these people, where did they come from, why do they live together, and they have never been seen in public before. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. this, but then where, did the fucking, then where did the fucking balloons come from? Because... A talking vacuum cleaner went into town to get right. the balloons. Yeah. yeah. So they've and been like, that's a normal thing. They, they've been ostracized by society. It Maybe. was like an. It was Maybe like it's an like the Pee Wee version of Grey Gardens. Or the or a reverse <laughs> make believe land. Or the Maybe, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Or the Grinch. Yeah. It's just so um, where it, the humans were imaginary. Right. Um, but the but all of the animals that we encounter are all puppets. Right. Yes. There are no real live animals anywhere in the movie. They're all hand puppets. That is correct. Yeah. So th- it was just very strange. That and this yeah. is perfectly normal to everyone in the entire movie. Nothing is odd or out of place that these three large, various shades of colored people randomly walk into town that we've never seen before right. and they're like hey who are you thanks for coming right. have a milkshake and you would have hoped that that was the oddest part of the movie and we're just getting <laughs> oh no, we just no, oh, no. we're yeah. we're 10 minutes into the movie we yeah. we entered the tree pot oh fuck it <gasps> you said it ah, fuck! you said it you said <laughs> it you said it <laughs> we entered the teapot that's in a tree <laughs> And inside is Academy Award winner Cloris Leachman playing Dottie Rounder. Dottie suffers from poor ADR mixing and a sexual fetish for circular objects. Yes. God. She has this bit where she introduces herself and she starts talking about how much she loves circles. Like she's like euphoric about it. She's like, oh, circles. I love circles. I just, I, I love round things. I love I, I, all this weird yeah. shit. The entire time it keeps coming back to the actors looking on just – even the actors. Like Yugi loves themselves look just kind of confused because they're just kind of turning to each other and right. looking back at her. And then I laughed at this part in spite of myself at Jubilee because you just see her just – Pivoting yep. on her own in the background, like the actress just didn't really know what to do and wasn't given any direction. So she's like, "All right." And they they find themselves at this teapot in a tree because one of the balloons is stuck at the top at the of top the of the tree. tree, right? So that's why they're there, and so they they ask for help from. Well, not yet. They don't even get to that. No, right? But that's why they're there in the first place because one of the the balloons is there. No, Magic we, balloons, but right? My, yes. Right. Thank you. Yes, which I. We'll have a gripe about that later. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, we, we get to this song because we get this character who just, you know, just unilaterally decides to sing this song to the, to the Oogie Loves. And for a movie about singing and dancing and jumping around and causing a general ruckus, it's a little odd that the woman leading this number can't even be bothered to get out of her own fucking chair. And something else, too. There, 
in this song, they're giving the kids things to do, like, uh, you know, clap your hands or stamp your feet. And there's one line they say, put your fingers in your ears and dance, 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 or something like that. They don't even put their fucking fingers in their ears. No. There are so many instances of rules being established. But they don't demonstrate. And they do not follow them at all. No. And this happens throughout the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Throughout. After the song is done, they get her permission to get the balloon from t- the top of the tree. But she's like, oh, no one's ever gotten that high in the tree before. And then Toofy's like, he-, he volunteers because he's apparently the best at climbing. They thank her for everything? Yep. Uh, okay. <laughs> what did she do? Yeah. <laughs> well, she wasted five minutes of our time. <laughs> and Toofy proceeds to climb the most easily climbable tree in the history of ever. After Ruffy says, I'm a lover, not a climber. And they say, and they follow that up with yes, silly, yeah, fi- silly fish, that. trees are for kids. Yep. Yep. Fuck me. Um, the, so he gets to the top, he grabs the balloon, it sprouts a terrifying face, and talks to him, and then floats him to the ground because he doesn't know how to get down from the tree. Yeah, that that's brings me to the magic balloon issue. If the balloon is magic and he can lower him down, why didn't he lower himself down? Right. Yeah, why didn't yeah. the balloons just... Bring themselves back. Because yeah. they're narcissists. They're the true villains of the movie. <laughs> they are. True. Well, and, and the thing are. with the balloons is everyone, every time they get a balloon, I, it grows a face and says something to whoever gets it. And they always act surprised. You can talk. This is a world where you, you fucking live with a talking vacuum cleaner. <laughs> and a talking window. A window. Yeah. 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 Every, so much in this. Uh, you, you're getting the balloons for a sentient pillow. Right. Well, sentient's kind of a strong word in the pillow's case. Yes. But. Well, yeah. But it's not until after this that we go back to the house. Yeah. And oh, we and so they see it as, okay, they got the first pillow. Now let's see where cheer. the next one is. That's when we finally find out that Shloofy is a pillow. And, and that's what I, I was like, wait, they are <laughs> doing all of this for a pillow. Yes. This... <laughs> Is the second movie we've done that's about pillows. Soul Taker. Well, you also oh you also find out in this oh scene God. that this is also where Jay Edgar and Wendy Window uh-huh. have sexual tension. Yes. Or at least he does. Yes. Yeah, he he has a major yes. boner for Wendy. He does because he they keep doing this CG flash of pink on his yeah, like where his blushing. cheeks should be. Yeah. Like the cord in the back of his back keeps sticking up a little bit further. Yeah. I expected his cord to come out a little. Further. Seriously. <laughs> and can we talk about that scene too? Because when we start out with it, you, you, it cuts to. J. Edgar looking down on the pillow like it's on its fucking deathbed because he's like tucking it in and he's checking up on it. He's looking down at it solemnly. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's one point where I heard it say something like Makushla means my darling, my blood. And then he, <laughs> then he proceeds over to the, to the window and starts talking to it. But it's like, what is that? Like, it, it's just a weird tonal shift because it just seems like the pillows like, I thought the t- pillow was going to say rosebud at one point. <laughs> Honestly. Then they, do the whole window, windy, window she's bullshit. She's got new curtains, new hair. Yeah, yeah she got new yeah. hair. And she reveals the next location, which is a milkshake diner, which for some reason is called Milky Marvin's Milkshake Manor. <laughs> manor? Uh, you it's know, not alliteration. a manor. It's an, it's an it's old school They needed another how manor. About, how about Dick's Dairy Diner? <laughs> they, they, <laughs> there you they go. filmed it in a steak and shake. That's dirty yeah. Dick's, dirty yeah. Dick's yeah. Dairy yeah. Diner. Yeah. That's sure the did. name of it. Let's open up a restaurant called Dirty Dick's Dairy Diner. Yes. And this scene coming up is the only scene where we have a person of color. 
What, are you, what the fuck are really? you talking about? No, 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 no. There is one person. As we've established, Gooby no. is green. No, no. Zuzi is yellow. You mean other and than the is celebrities? Yes. So okay. only one person of color in this entire movie. Really? No, there's, what are you talking yeah. about? We're, there's three women in the next scene. Black women? Tony yeah. Braxton and her oh backup God, singers? Right. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, like, there's an entire the scene with noticed. nothing but color. Sorry, people. you're right. Yes, the ne- this is the first time we get a person of color, and no, there's the only first one time, in yes. the entire. Yeah, and I think part of the reason why I didn't recognize what you were saying is because I blocked out the entire next scene. Right. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, Fuck. that's the one that did it for you? Not the but one anyway. Fuck! Yeah. Okay. Back to Milky Marvin's milkshake, man. I don't no want to. All right, so the Oogie Loves arrive, and we have this stupid sequence outside where Zuzi, God, there's these owl puppets out front, and she walks up to one, and she says, Excuse me, we're looking for Milky Marvin. And the thing says, Who? Mm-hmm. And then she walks up to the next one and says, Excuse me, we're looking for Milky Marvin. It says, Who? Just go inside! <laughs> <laughs> Like, why would you do that? Like, if you're looking for the guy and you're outside the restaurant, what the fuck do you expect to happen of that? His name's on the Just side. Just so, so they can use the punchline of they don't know who he is. Yes. Or they're no, get it, they're owls. Just stop wasting time. Just go in the fucking restaurant. And it's great because when they do go in the restaurant, you see the door open, you see the camera crew in the reflection. Yes, they do. So they, uh, God, inner Chaz Palminteri as Milky Marvin. Oh, oh my God. Oh, yes, God. doing this his best. Scat man sort of thing. Or Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah, yeah it was very Dice. <laughs> he, yeah. he, he, uh, he announces this milkshake contest, which bothered me initially because the winner would be getting one of the golden balloons that he found, but... He never actually tells the rules of the competition. He just says, there's a milkshake competition. Ooh. And then <laughs> yeah. we're just all expected to know how to participate. Yeah. Okay. Right. I mean. Yeah. And there's no, there was no brain freeze. Like, I thought, what a missed opportunity. Everybody's trying to suck down their milkshakes oh, as yeah. fast as possible. There was no brain Everybody freeze. Everybody get ready to suck. Right? <laughs> and which it does. This whole Which he did say at one point. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Just like this movie. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, uh, <laughs> God. Yeah. But they try convincing him to give the balloon back because that's natural. They say, like, excuse me, that's our balloon. And he goes, look, come here for a sec. Come here. Come here. He pulls him aside and he says, I understand this balloon's yours. But I've already promised it to the people who won the contest. It's like, that, no, he could have that, said that's that, not okay. He didn't have to pull him to the side. He could have just said no there. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the thing. This movie never gets not positive. Like, there's it, never, there's right never any real conflict. There's never, you know. So it's like, well, we'll just do it. And then, and then we just know they're going to win, so it's going to be fine. But also, can we establish that the prize of this, he says, I promised everybody that the winner would get a balloon. I don't think anybody there came to the diner because they specifically wanted a balloon. They came there because they wanted a fucking milkshake. That's like going to Dairy Queen and saying, ooh, I really want a bendy straw. Right. Uh, And I like bendy straws. Uh, Bendy straws are fucking great. Now, (laughs) I I did think in this scene the best camera shot of the whole scene was when he (laughs) – yeah, I know. Um, (laughs) When he says – Get on your marks, get set, and then, uh, is it Zuzi? Zuzi, yeah. yeah. She shoves her hand into the camera and goes, wait! And it comes a screeching halt. I thought that was a decent shot. Yeah, because like, okay. he's, he's got a little megaphone yeah. thing and he's speaking through. Right. And her hand goes right up in the middle of it. Yeah. Wait! Yeah. yeah. They yes. probably took all day to film it that was. one shot. Yeah. <laughs> And, and they, they want to order their milkshakes to participate as well. And to do that, he says, you gotta move. And oh. so... <laughs> 
guiding in, in and outbound planes like they should be doing. Right. Yeah. Enter our next celebrity, Tony Braxton, as Rosaline Rosebud. She's a diva with an allergy to roses in spite of her obsession with them. And uh, why was she whispering all of her lines, sort of? Because I've heard her speak before in interviews. Yeah. She. This was this was something I ha- I'm blaming the director on this one. I'm because Tony Braxton is actually a very expressive, charming human, and in this, she was none of those things. Oh, you hate her. Yeah. Yeah. I don't she know was a why. Snob. Yeah. yeah. And she was a a, a bitch, and she was s- snotty and you ch- arrogant. She, she treats and, them like the help when they get there. Right. And so I was like. Why are we supposed to like her? No, I mean, I, she, she's, she's this diva who's about to go on a world tour, which is weird because they, the Ugly Loves don't even know who the fuck she is. Right. Uh, and she found this golden balloon that she believes the gods bestowed upon her. So we have a polytheistic universe we're building with this one now. And she gets into the plane to leave, and then they say, wait, do you sing? And that stops her in her tracks, and she opens back up, and she's in a new dress. Her hair is done differently. And she's like, this song. and she says a line about this song <laughs> that she wrote it when she wasn't feeling very well, which sort of sounds like an excuse as to why this song is so bad. Or why she, her voice sounded all fucked up. Right. Yeah. And this song was way too long. It was way too long. Yep. And it was about coughing and sneezing. And she tried to do it sexy, which this is a kid's show. And it's, right. a, it's a what? sing-along, too. It's right. a sing-along, yeah. and this song was clearly not written for kids to sing or dance along with. Exactly. It's slow, so you can't dance. Right. And the lyrics go by, and but, but there's nothing catchy about it, right. really. But no. she riffs throughout the entire thing. Kids aren't going to be doing that in no. theaters. Yeah. But Gooby plays the guitar once again with his mouth in this scene. <laughs> no, well, well, we'll talk about that. <laughs> so... So with with him, this was amazing because this this part this was proof that that they needed to have done a sound check with the, with the band before they started playing because it's not until about halfway through the song that you even see his strums being heard right. the entire time he's strumming but you just hear the piano riff and the drums right yeah. so this is why you do a sound check before your band folks yes. and she's going on tour and says she doesn't have a band did you catch that in yes. the beginning she's like I need a band like. Okay. Okay. But you're going to go on tour? And yeah. also, these are the same instruments they played at the beginning of the movie. That's exactly How right. did she get them? Right. <laughs> right. But her song is called Scratchy, Sneezy, Cough, Cough, the dullest song in the entire movie. And it's, what's it about? It's just, if you have a cold, Go you to sleep. S- <laughs> basically. Yeah. And, 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 and also, what we didn't establish is every person they meet, every human they meet, gives them a gift to give back to Shloofy. Right. To take back to Shloopy. And yeah. this is going to come up again about the following the rules and the, the weirdness of this universe. But they each give Shloofy something as a gift. What did they get from Dottie? Because they got a milkshake from Marvin. They get a rose from her. I thought Dottie and Jubilee gave a square. That's, and a late, that's, oh, yeah. that's, that's later, though. That's, the that's at the they end. Give, but oh, they do give okay. them something. I can't remember what it was. So, anyway. Okay. Gifts are given. Yeah, okay. something. Um, so, <laughs> the song ends, and she's about to give the balloon back when she sneezes the balloon away, resulting in it getting caught in the tail of the plane. She says, my jet will never take off with a balloon wrapped around its tail. I'll have to cancel my world tour. My fans will be devastated. Your fucking hail will be devastated. <laughs> Imagine if you bought like $400 tickets to a fucking concert and, oh, sorry, she couldn't make it because there was a balloon tied to the end of her plane. Yep. 
That's fucking bullshit. <laughs> like, what kind of logic is that? So it's up to the Yugi loves to save the day because uh, Gooby shows Madonna's up. Madonna's canceled for less. Yeah, <laughs> right. Gooby rips off her boa, making her like do this weird spin effect that wasn't really there except to get a cheap laugh that didn't work. And she, she finally stops. <laughs> How funny would it be if she stopped, by the way, and she just quit. And just started vomiting. Right, that's what should have happened. Yeah. Because all the while she's spinning, he's jumping on her goddamn luggage yep. to get this balloon. Yeah. He's using her luggage and her boa as a trampoline. And he says he plots a trajectory to get up there and that he should be landing just fine. Yet they're still telling us to cheer him on higher, goofy, higher, gooby, higher. It's like, dude, just fucking trust the guy. He said he knows what he's doing. He crunched right. the numbers. Exactly. He's a scientist. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> got this. And Gooby so then Gooby gets on top and then he defies the laws of physics, which he lives his life by, and pulls a Michael Jackson to get the balloon. Because he does like the lean does forward little, thing. Yep. And then he grabs the balloon and says, I like when you touch my string. And then he, he, he uses it to ride back down to the ground. And they do their stupid ass cheer again. And then they find out their next stop, which is a Here truck we stop. Go. My f- <laughs> Careful with what you're about to say. This scene. Okay. scene was so bad. Passion. Well, this first of all, let's just, just think about that. If you've never seen this movie before, this is a kid's movie designed for. Three-year-olds, give or take toddlers. It doesn't matter, Jack. <laughs> We're visiting, and, 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 and the movie says, you're going to be visiting a truck stop. Yeah. What? And every parent just, like, cross their legs, yeah. put their chin up, and just stares skeptically at the screen. Yeah. Oh, I do want to throw in, I'm not sure if we mentioned. Uh, yeah. They know to go to these next locations because in between these scenes, we go back to the house. Right. And J. Edgar ha- um, does this stupid routine where he gets Wendy Window to show him where the next balloon is. So he gets on the walkie-talkie and does this. Which he has to do another chant just to get on the walkie-talkie. Yep. What, and brings us back to the walkie-talkies magically. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. They get to the truck stop, and it's here they first meet a bird named Penelope who's hanging out in the window. It's a puppet. And they're talking to her in her language when all of a sudden we enter our next celebrity, or rather he enters us. Oh my God. And um, he's never entered me. This, sh- this, this <laughs> scene was so offensive. This, I, it really was. He, and I felt really badly for him. It's, but then it's Carrie Always. He's Carrie Always, everybody. Yeah. Um, Princess Bride and Men in Tights. And um, doing his Best, worst, Jim Carrey? Oh, that's putting it. That's putting it. Strong. Or a Trump rally. So, oh, I, I, my God. Or Jared from <laughs> Subway. Right? I don't. Because, holy shit. Like, I was embarrassed oh for him God. the entire time. As soon yeah. as he walked on, I was like, I need an adult. Yeah. He was bow-legged and blowing bubbles. Yeah. And bouncing. Right. In his step. Yeah. yeah. Bobbly, wo- Bobby, Bobby wobbly. wobbly. But he plays it like this weird trucker type, but then they mention, like, bubbles, and he just, like, lights up. It, it was just so strange, because he's a fascination with bubbles. That's his fetish. There's, like, yeah. this, like, weird sexual fetish with every single character in this movie. And it, it occurred to me, you know, like, Dottie Rounder, if she was here, she would have tried jumping this guy's bones. Yes. Yeah. Without question. It, it's it's just a shame because she's not his type by about 75 years. Come on. Uh, no, I'm just saying that the, the character that Carrie is playing is clearly into the into the intended audience of this movie. Yes. Yeah. So it gets even cr- sketchier, folks. I'm not joking when I say this. He he says, you can't get the balloon. It's too dangerous to get on top of my truck, even though you've climbed trees and all kinds of other shit so far. Let's go. Let's go hang out in the back of my trailer for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So he brings him into the back of his trailer where yep. he's got this entire room set up. 
teaching you know? kids to just go with a stranger into their home. Right. Yes. Right. At, at yes. a truck stop, no less. <laughs> yes. And then they do a line dance. Yeah. He, he, he bobble with your wobble. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, God. Yep. <laughs> and the whole song's about wobbling. Like, they're like, why do you walk that way? He's like, well, let me show you. And then he fucks him, and then he sings the song about <laughs> That's wobbling. That's not what happens. <laughs> Jack. That's not what happens. And, and, and he, there's even a horse involved. There is a horse. Because he, like, pulls that out. And not a, a, a horse, not a it's not a euphemism. It's a little and, toy. And yeah, he's just riding it around the room, and then he sings the song about bubbles. But we have this bubble animation, you know, overlaid over the over the video, and it's just it's creepy. The singing's really bad because he does that that a couple times. It's just like, it's teeth. so grating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. His teeth are fake, weird as fuck. Yeah. And, yeah. and he's like really pasty too. Yeah. They they leave the trailer uh, mostly unscathed, and Zuzi goes up to Penelope the bird and says, "Hey, can you get our balloon for us?" And they they establish that the bird has cataracts in both eyes and a bad back. And bunions. Yeah. Yeah. But they're like, you know, no, it's it's okay. I think he can. I think she can still do it. It's fine. Let's just encourage her. Which was like, is that kind of like when Kanye was at that concert where he tried encouraging the the guy in the wheelchair to stand up? Like you just, it's just, it just seems kind of counterintuitive. Like it's like, oh, you have these like horrible physical things ailing you. But if you try really hard, you can do it. Oh God! And she does. Yep. Because so, it's a kids' movie. Right. So Penelope is able to feel like she can accomplish something, which is so condescending. And they, I liked Penelope. Why? I, well, because. I just like the puppet. Because <laughs> it was brief. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I like, and yeah, because that part. Because it doesn't speak like, English. Yeah. The last balloon is revealed to be at the windmill. So they get there. There's this, like, meadow in front of them. And they're about to ride through when this annoying llama stops them and tells them they can't ride their bikes or run across to the windmill because. Because. Yeah. I have a question about that. Fire. Uh, I made a note. That Zuzi speaks to the llama and neighs at the llama. Yeah, do, do yeah. Llamas, I noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, they do not. Right, llamas she, do not neigh. That, but uh, then the llama speaks to her in English. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. The llama responds in English, so <laughs> yeah. it's like what well, that was fucking boring. Right, and so but this set, which I thought was beautiful, this where they where they had this like with all the tulips and everything. Mm-hmm. But I wrote, are we suddenly in the Netherlands? We're in Holland, all and of a sudden, if so. Yeah. Why is everybody speaking with a Spanish accent? <laughs> yeah. I, the, uh, okay, again. So we start out at the foot of Mount Fuji. Now we're in Tulip Land, yeah. but they speak Spanish. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you. And why not just walk across the meadow? Uh, and rather, why are they even allowed over? No, because yeah. they have to ride the sombrero. Right. Tulip. Even with four lips, it wouldn't work. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thank you, Ruffy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And... And then we get the, <laughs> then we get a, we get a, um, actually the signs specifically say you, you can't ride your bikes on the pond yeah, and there's yeah. no running on the, the pond. pond. I'm like, then can we walk around it? Right. Yeah. Would be my next logical Again, statement, but it's, no, because I'm bringing, said, I'm trying we, to bring logic we, to it. Then we don't, the that's where, that was my fatal downfall. Then, then Jamie Presley and Christopher Lloyd don't get a paycheck. <laughs> Lloyd. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was Christopher so Lloyd. I said that. When he came. No, you didn't. Yeah. You said little. Now, yes. Huh? Now, you said Jamie. Little. I said Lloyd. You said Lloyd. You, you, said, you said little. Did I? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. Jamie Presley, y'all. 
hobo in a barn. And I'm going to tell you why. I, I think that's fair, honestly. Okay. However, okay. however, my issue is that so the whole thing is everybody has a Spanish accent. They come out of this flying sombrero, and it's two of the whitest fucking people on the face of the earth have Spanish accents. I'm like, really? You couldn't find two Hispanic actors to play these roles? Okay, yes. And that I, like, that is part this of my is the worst beef cultural with this movie. Appropriation the At, yeah, I'm like, question, seriously, I'm without, pretty sure George Lopez has nothing going on around oh this time. Oh my god! Seriously. You couldn't get him. You right. couldn't get him. Yes, he's doing those fucking Chihuahua movies. Right. Seriously, yeah. So yes, yeah. no, I and that's and he I was think, too busy making Shark Boy and Lava Girl. <laughs> I guess so. Right. So that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Why couldn't they get Latin actors? Okay, but Jamie Presley was the only fucking person who I believed knew what movie she was in. And fully committed to everything because mm-hmm. Lloyd, I don't know what the fuck he was doing. They didn't have him speak. Quaaludes. Well, but he he's, did. He's That's the once. thing. That he one did. Gone, but I mean, he did speak. And this is where I have a problem with this character because most of the time he's just speaking through his bongos, yeah. which I thought was kind of brilliant. Yeah. And then they made him speak twice. He speaks twice. And I thought, why the Fuck! Did you just fuck this up? Why was he even there? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I, I for the felt for the so beat. Sorry for him. Yeah, I that. I didn't know what. And what was uh, their relationship? I, th- I don't married. know. I think uh, they were married. They're married. They're married. They're married. They established that. Those yeah. characters they are married. married. Yes, to because they have the same last name. Yes. And remember the interaction she has with the fish, and he's like. And he does the sign language right, that points this. at his eyes and then points yeah, at the fish. Yes. I mean, Lola and Leo they are, they, Sombrero. Yes. Yeah. So I, I, Christopher Lloyd, for me, I felt like I, I didn't know what the fuck he was doing, but I Here felt like I would have liked him more if they hadn't had him speak at all. I agree. Right. None. But Jamie Presley, a, and again, her whole number where they talk about you must dance to keep the sombrero moving, all of those rules went out the window. Well, yeah. well I, I, because she specifically said you have to keep dancing and we all have to stay in, in step s- with each other. Right. And not once during the entire dance sequence are they doing the same dance dance. Well, they're like, we need more dancers, but how come they were able to pilot the sombrero over there in the first place with with just themselves? Right. The fish is the only one looking out the window to see where they're going. Exactly. So all logic... The fish is being a dick during this. Oh, my God. Yes, he is. He's such a fuck. But, (laughs) oh, my God. So, yeah. But Jamie Presley is dancing her ass off. Chris Lloyd is hitting the bongos. And they get to... Hitting the bongs. And this song, by the way, this... The choreography is way too complicated for the intended audience to dance along with exactly. for the first time. Right. Including Christopher Lloyd, apparently, by the way. Especially right. since after the first verse, it's established they have to dance faster. Yeah. Right. We don't even know what the steps are the first time. And exactly. instead of actually going faster, they just speed up the footage of the video. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. And they finally arrive at the windmill. And like I said, this is where that we had the eerie shot of Zuzi's hair reflecting in Gooby's eyes. Yeah. So they have this tulip. They can't climb the windmill. So they have a tulip that's growing out of the ground conveniently right in the front. And so Lero pulls out like a little flute or whatever the fuck and starts blowing on it to, to make it grow. And so Toofy's like, I'm going to get on there first. And then the next two climb on. But why do all three of them go? Because Toofy the, gets on All first. three of them on the tulip was unnecessary. Exactly. You only need the one. Why yeah. did it, uh. Just get the climber. You're overcomplicating it. But he still can't reach it. So they throw the fish up there after he gets a kiss. Which is was really weird because mm-hmm. he's like, "Give me a kiss, darling, before you throw me up there." And then she kisses him on the mouth, and then she's like, she she orgasms a little bit, and then she tosses him, right. and then we have this moment where we have to cheer the fish on to bite the balloon 
the fucking goldfish grabs the last balloon and they land back on the ground. We get this shot before they start cheering where the Oogie Loves are running through the field they were specifically told not to run through. Yep. yep. Yes. I guess the llama was off duty. And <laughs> they get this stupid celebration dance and they start heading back. Now, we get this one scene where they stop and they, they, they stop while they're in town and they just start waving their arms around randomly. And they said, oh, the wind's getting stronger. We better hurry home. So suddenly the wind... They, they keep bringing up the wind. Suddenly, the wind points. is a factor. Why? Why? It's like, d- yeah. I, I, again, they've they've referenced it a couple times throughout the movie, but it's never really been of any particular right. reason. It's like, did 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 John Patrick Shanley write this or something like that? Yeah. Like, what the fuck yeah. are they referencing this for? Because <laughs> even at the windmill, yeah, the windmill's not turning. Right. It's right. stationary. There's no, wind. There's no wind. There's no wind. That's. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, the windmill never moved. Because then they could have gotten it easily. Yeah, because then it just would have come all the how way down and they could have grabbed it. It's like they, how great it would have been like if they were just like they were at the top and they said, "Oh, the wind's picking up," and suddenly the and thing then suddenly tilts. the windmill moves and now they can't get the balloon at all. Or, or better yet, better yet, they cheer the wind on and the wind brings the windmill the rest of the way down and then it fucks them over in this next scene. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I like it. That Everything that happens it. is their own fault. Yes. All right, let's talk about this scene. So they have all the balloons now. They, yeah, they got them. Yeah. They and have they're, um, all five magical balloons. And apparently their grip strength is not very good. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> they only have four fingers. <laughs> oh, high fours. High four. That's Ooh. right. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and Jack's having yeah. an aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. So here's the long and short of it. Yeah. So they're, the wind <laughs> picks up. Uh, and they're like, oh, no, the, the wind is getting too strong or whatever. And uh, the wind just miraculously blows the balloons out of their hands. Like, there's not even a struggle put up. Yep. <laughs> they're just like, oh, look, the wind. And then suddenly the balloons are gone. Yep. Yes. They're just whoosh, gone. And they're they're not, not gone. No, they're not. They're hovering about 20 feet up in the air. Well, I mean, gone as they're, like, not yeah, in their yeah. hands and anymore. Like, oh, they just no. disappear they're off the They're rising, screen. but then they just suddenly stopped in place. Because the balloons are a bunch of dicks. Yeah, because these are windy conditions, and they're able to hover. And they're able to hover hover in in the first place. Exactly. These balloons are dicks. Yes, they are. (laughs) And they they start talking to them. And and they're like, oh, no, the wind is blowing us away. You can get us down. There's only one force stronger than the wind. Love. (laughs) (laughs) And the... Yeah, and so, gonna, so on, how on, do you on. show love? At, after all this time, <laughs> we've, all, we've been through all these trials and tribulations this entire time, all these different ways to get these balloons down, and, and all these different struggles these characters have gone through. <laughs> and it's now that the balloons decide to fucking talk. They decide to fucking speak up, and they say, all right, you can get us down. Bring us down with love. How do you do that? I mean, no, 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 no. What, what do they do? They say, blow kisses at us. Blow kisses at us, and we'll come down. Yeah. And they want the kids in the theater to blow kisses at the screen. That's... What kind of moral is this? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm fucking serious. No, what kind of... What, what is this supposed to teach children? Blow kisses oh, no. at us. I've got a whole hey, list no. of that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, hey, kids, you got a problem in life? Someone bullying you at school? Blow kisses at them. <laughs> oh, hey, you got leukemia? Blow kisses at your doctor! <laughs> that will make all your problems go away! Love is the answer. Oh, yeah. By the way, is the weather bringing you down? Oh, no. Something's blowing your... You know what? Hey, Hurricane Katrina victims, the wind kind of sucks over here. Hey, blow kisses at the sky. That's going to solve all your problems. But no. Instead, get your fucking pillow something. 
this part, guys. No, like, no, really? this was such bullshit. <laughs> At this part, <laughs> no, this is a movie where they make you stop in the middle of the movie and say, "Blow kisses at us." That's gonna save the day. Everything's gonna be fine. Blow kisses at it. First of all, when, did, when was the last time anybody in this fucking room blew a kiss at anything? <laughs> I don't care how old you are. This doesn't teach you anything. This is a movie that has taught us to get in the back of a fucking truck. And every time a stranger comes up and says, Hey, you want to play with my bubbles? Yeah, that's okay. Next up, hey, you got a problem? Blow kisses at it. Hey, you need to get something that's way high up? Jump way up high, and no matter how high you are, grab onto it and float your way down. Yes. It's going to be fine. You're not going to hurt yourself. You're not going to injure yourself. This is a movie with no consequences. <laughs> I can still. It's it's not about entertainment anymore. <laughs> it's about right and wrong, and this is wrong. I just, I, it's not fair. Welcome to the podcast, Russ. <laughs> it's, it's not fair, guys. Blowing it, it works. It's it, not. They, they they blow kisses and the, and, and the wind just fucks off. I guess. So the balloons come back. <laughs> yes, the balloons come back, and they they make their way back to the house. Uh. And they check to make sure that Schloofy's <laughs> awake. And he is. And he is, because Hoover's carrying him. Yeah. Because he had a stroke. <laughs> right. Because now that, Jack Shlo- is gonna do now that Schloofy has awakened from his coma. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so they check and make sure he's awake, and they're like, oh, he wants to go outside. Yeah. So uh, J. Edgar brings him outside, and that's where everybody is standing, and they yell surprise because they want the audience to yell surprise. No, no, they too. don't just yell surprise; they they just scream at the balloon. Hold on, you know what? It's today's my roommate's birthday. Let's let's. Anna, Anna, come here. Oh no! Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's what happened in the movie. So if anyone knows of any available apartments, Jack might need one soon. We love you. Uh, Happy birthday. I thought we were Happy birthday. I didn't think no, that was happening. that's not what happened. I love you. Uh, yeah. Oh Anna's going to move out. And everyone's here, by the way. Everyone. Everyone we've all, met so far. Yes. Except well, for the, 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 the All of the animals. Yes. All, all the of animals. the puppet animals weird. that we've met from the entire movie are now here in the yard. Which, which is weird because we have... The, the, the lambs. The, the rams, yeah. They're there, not doing their job. No. And we also get the peacock who's the start of this fucking problem. Somehow that got the invite. Right. Everybody's invited in lovely Loveville. Because all you have to do is blow kisses. That's right, Jack. And, and all of and all of the animals from Loveville know Schloofy. Right. Yeah. Everybody loves Schloofy. The, the pillow that lays on the couch yeah. all fucking day <laughs> and does head. nothing. Oh my god. And, and they all give him the gifts they've collected along the way, which are all useless they, to a pillow that doesn't. No. Have. No. Hold up. They do not. They do give not give him anything. They don't give him anything. They, all of the gifts that they co- that the Oogie loves themselves collected physically from the humans that they met. Yeah. At this party, are nowhere, nowhere to, to be, be found. Yeah. But here's the other thing. But then they have Wendy. No, 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 no. They have gifts there because they show them the cake. 
There's cake there, and there's, there's things piled around. They but that. the things that they were specifically given from the people that we met in the movie are nowhere to yeah, be found. Correct. That is correct. Are and not there. When they see the celebrities through Wendy, and then yes. those gifts, they get thrown yes. at Shlupi. So when we see the they people well, who are now personally... Thrown at his they face. throw it and it comes through Wendy and land on Shloopy. I'm, I'm not going to call those gifts. They're throwing trash at him. They are. Because so like, Jubilee throws, throws one of the squares, squares off of her shirt yep. and Dottie throws one of the polka dots off her dress. Yes. They throw it and it magically comes through Wendy and yes. lands on Shloopy. Yes. If that's the case, why didn't they just reach through Wendy and grab the goddamn balloon? Thank you. That's all they had to do. Thank you. No, absolutely. That's all they had to do. It's true. Five minutes short, done. done. <laughs> Problem solved. They didn't even have to leave their fucking house for they that. They never had to leave the house. Yeah. This, that mirror solves, uh, creates more problems than it solves. The, yes. yes. It goes back to that whole thing with not knowing who Roseline Rosebud is. It's like, look, you guys have yeah. like better GPS than any I mean, this entire city. <laughs> the best. You have a, a window that can see anything in the world, and you don't know who fucking... This world touring celebrity is exactly, yeah. So we get another song because the balloon sing one song before this that it goes nowhere, and then we get another song that abuses the word Oogie loves and says they hope they we liked their movie. We didn't. No, we most no, certainly didn't. We did not. And that's the end. Thank God. So, um, oh fuck me. Uh, let's let's take a quick break and we be, <laughs> we'll be right back with some trivia. We're back. So, trivia on this. Anybody dig anything up? I did. The movie cost $20 million to make this movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, their opening weekend made only $443,901. That averages $47 per theater that it opened. Wow. That made you a lot more sadder? money than it should have. You want to know something sadder about that? Technically speaking, the, the, the total budget was $60. 40000000 million went into marketing. And still $47 This is what we got, yeah. Per theater. That's sad. Weisselman, the producer, blames the movie's failure on the marketing rather than the quality of the film. Well, of course. He, he says it's because the accounts froze and because of that people didn't know about the movie when it came out. And so... They didn't go to see it. That's why it was a failure. Yeah, that's why. Oh, and he sure. did mention in an interview as well, after he found out that it bombed, was um, this was never about the box office. This was about the experience. <laughs> yeah. Mm. You, guys, you guys dig anything else up on this? I did. Um, the girl who played Toofy, the voice... She's about to be in a movie called Boy Erased, directed by Joel Edgerton. This has this movie's got Nicole Kidman attached to it, so she's a good director. Yeah, I, saw, I liked uh, what was it the the gift the gift yeah yeah so so there's that and then if it's the same one this was choreographed by a woman named Mandy Moore oh the one that did all the uh, Dancing with the Stars stuff and La La Land what oh my god. Yeah. Well, there's no denying that they threw money yes. at this movie. Yes. Yeah. There's no denying it. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was just wasted. 
The yeah. diner, oh, yeah. the exactly. diner definitely had solid choreography. I thought. The what? The 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 extras in the diner were yeah. fine at dancing. Yeah, so right. there's that, and then that was Ma- La La And and Matthew Diamond, the director, has directed exclusively television. Not a lot. And and a shit ton, and some really good shows like Gilmore Girls and Desperate Housewives and lots of PBS stuff like great mm-hmm. performances and and that kind of stuff. So there were there were some really good people. Right. Involved in this, uh, it lost its Razzie to Twilight Breaking Dawn Part Two. Both of them. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm yeah. sorry, I, I had a much better experience seeing that movie than I did this one. And then the writers were in two of the suits, in two of the I didn't know that the the Zuzi Gooby whatever mm-hmm. two two of those suits were occupied by the writers. Huh. So that's and, what I found out. And interestingly enough. Um, a week later, after the film was done, Schlufi died after a second stroke. <laughs> <laughs> and let me let me just point, point this out because at the at the end of the movie, when they're having his party and everybody's singing and dancing and all this stuff, Schlufi, who as we, we've discussed, is an inanimate pillow. Yes. Is sitting in this chair in the middle of the yard, covered in all the stuff that was just thrown at him, yep. and he's just sitting there with this goofy grin on his face, watching everyone else have a great time, looking uncomfortable. Yeah, looking very uncomfortable, and I got really sad. Me too. Yeah, I did. It too. made me sad looking at him, looking at all of these other people having a great time, and he's just sitting there. Yeah. yeah. They're not even interacting with him, and it's his fucking it's birthday his party. party. Yeah, because he's paralyzed. Yeah, he can't yeah. walk. It's and so it like <laughs> all of these horrible <laughs> scenarios just started running through my head, and I'm like, and now I'm depressed. <laughs> this is the worst kids movie ever made. I mean, ever. I was depressed for plenty more reasons than that, but yeah, yeah that added to ever. it. I have the best piece of trivia in any movie we've yet covered. Okay. Okay, so I'm so excited about this. So Ken Weisselman, the marketing genius behind the Teletubbies and the uh, the Thomas the Tank Engine line, which, by the way, sidebar, look this guy up. He was a god in the toy industry at one point. He had like he had a serious like rise in power and a total crash afterward. Like wow. this guy was huge, mm-hmm. and then he put all of his stock in this one. So. I mean, sidebar, but the reason he even got into kids stuff in the first place was when he was in charge of the Thomas the Tank Engine line. He was mad with kids up until then, but one woman wrote to him about how much her autistic son was into Thomas the Tank Engine, and he sent her a care package with Thomas the Tank Engine stuff to give to him. And she wrote him back saying as soon as she pulled the T-shirt with Thomas out, the kid said choo-choo, which were his first words. And that's what got him into it. So points him on that. Okay. But... His inspiration for making an, an interactive movie where you can sing and dance and all that shit in theaters. It was inspired by his viewing of Tyler Perry's Medea Goes to Jail in theaters when he noticed how all the audience members were yelling advice to characters on the screen. What? <laughs> and that inspired his idea to make an interactive movie. He's gone on record saying this was his inspiration. I can't say anything. <laughs> I cannot. No, no, is that? Well, he it it worked because you do want to scream at the screen. <laughs> you do want to stand up and scream yes. and make suggestions. And uh, yeah, I had plenty of suggestions while watching. We so far we've an hour and forty four minutes of suggestions. Yeah. <laughs>
The enormity of its growth is mind-boggling. Best line, worst line. Guess, would you like to go first? Yeah, right. I'd love to go first. Mine is, there's nothing like J. Edgar's flapjacks in the morning. <laughs> My best line was when they're in the sombrero and they're doing the dance, the tango dance, and it's pretty fast at that point. And the fish comments, uh, I don't mean to interrupt the whole jump, step, tap, clap, bap, zap, trap thing you got going on over here. But we're about to run into a windmill. <laughs> Fucking roughy. Mine is, is that a teapot in a tree? No. <laughs> it's a tree pot. Hey, look, it's the door. <laughs> Please excuse yourself. <laughs> that's funny because that's my worst line. <laughs> well, my go ahead, what's your best line? I don't have one. Okay, because well, there is no such thing as a best line in this goddamn really movie. There, there, there isn't. I've okay, lied. you know what, Jack? I take mine back. Thank my you. favorite line is "Gooby thinks better with pickles." Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Is that better? That's good. Okay. I like it. All right, Russ. What's your worst one? Higher, Gooby, higher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my wife's going to love that tonight. <laughs> my worst line, where they're blowing kisses at it, and one of them says, the creepiest voiced one says, love is the most powerful thing of all. More kisses. My worst line comes right at the very beginning, and Zuzi says it. This is the most amazing movie ever. Yeah, there you go. That's that's yeah. the worst fucking line in this whole movie. That's yeah. Because it's all lies. It is. <laughs> Drinking game. Uh, every time somebody has to fucking say the windy window chant or the, um, the walkie-talkie chant or their goddamn cheer they do every time they get a balloon. So I said every time they tell you to stand up or sit down. Oh, yeah. I say every time they say a pun. <laughs> every time Oogie Loves is said. Oh. Yeah. There's so many I want to die. in this movie. <laughs> I just, I want to die after watching yeah. this. What I would they... rather die. I, I, I honestly thought, let's, let's add a new segment. Uh, <laughs> would you rather? <laughs> and I'm thinking we might do this once we hit the halfway mark on the list and start going from 50 down from there. What you would rather do than have to watch this movie again? Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And for me, uh, to steal from one of my favorite comics, I would rather sandpaper the asshole of a crocodile in a phone booth <laughs> than watch this movie again. That's amazing. I love that. I'd rather rub my taint on a treadmill set to sixty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, what do, so, what do they do right? What, and this goes back to what we were saying earlier. It is, it is obvious that they threw money at this movie. For, for what it is supposed to be a kid's movie. It is bright yeah. and colorful. It is actually well filmed. Yep. The editing is not horrible. It, I mean, it, it is presented exactly how you would expect a kid's movie in the vein of Teletubbies or Thomas the Tank Engine, to be presented. It's yes. presented yeah. like a, a children's television show spread out for an hour and a half. Exactly. exactly. Yes, right. exactly. exactly. I think the actors are giving children's television level acting. Yes. They, uh, you know, uh, it, everything is so is overemphasized. Right. Yes. The set pieces The tone is there. Yeah. 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 
So it looks like what it's trying to be. Unfortunately. It doesn't do anything right. It, it doesn't. The story kills it. Yeah. They're, yeah. It's terrible. The puppets. I liked the puppets. I, I, I did like the puppets, yeah. yeah the puppets. Uh, uh, specifically, I did like the lamb puppets. And I actually said out loud when I saw them, uh, beavers in hard hats. Yeah. <laughs> They were yeah. awesome. I saw. Yeah. I saw them. They had nothing to do with the story. Nothing. They were not involved in the hardly in the movie at all. They were just building there. Yeah. They, yeah, they were there building, building a dam, and they had on hard hats. Yeah. And I, I liked that. I was like, beavers in hard hats. Yay! Building a dam in a field. In a field. But they yeah. Were building but a dam. Yeah. hey, you know, yeah. the, 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 so it could remain a field and not get flooded. <laughs> I guess I don't. There, know. There's only one thing I liked in this movie, and I wrote mm-hmm. it down. I, I fought really hard to come up with something, and I did. I really liked the painting of the horse on the side of Bobby Wobbly's trailer. The horse was good, actually. I liked it. it. It's funny. It had, like, goofy eyes. Yeah. That's, that's, it's the, the decal on the side. I like yep. that. Uh, yeah, for me, I, it goes back to what I said earlier about um, the, <laughs> the drone shot. Um, <laughs> I, the one CGI, real CGI work that they did in there, I thought, was, was cute for yeah. kids. Um, and including the music that followed the drone shot to the house, I thought it was right. It was, it was magical. It was know, yeah, for, yeah for a toddler. It was fine, but exactly once you got to the house, the, the movie fell to shit. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. <laughs> but there. as far as far as everything else goes, this is a movie that teaches you when you wake up in the morning, you need to heil Hitler. Climb as high. That as a vacuum can. is an acceptable excuse for a caretaker, uh, <laughs> since. Apparently, that's J. Edgar's only purpose in this movie is he is he's the keeper yep. of the Oogie Loves. Yep. And he sucks. He's he's li- literally. <laughs> <laughs> that um, interspecies relationships are okay. Yes. Because we really don't know the relationship between Bobby and Penelope. No. And, and they are arm in arm when we see them through Wendy at the end. Right. That it's That's okay to go into a stranger's truck. Yes. yes. He had to. Yeah. But there, there's also the Jamie Presley's character and Ruffy. So there's a... There's right. A well, they actually and, and kiss. They physically okay. kiss on yeah. the lips. They Toad's, both... Toad's it's good. Mouth to bass. Toad's good. Um, mouth to bass. <laughs> thank you. I'm glad somebody <laughs> caught it. And... Uh, uh, and that it's perfectly acceptable not to cover your nose and mouth when you sneeze. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Those are all the lessons. Because Tony Braxton sneezes through that entire scene and never once does she actually bother to cover her and face. And love no. is more powerful than the wind. Yes. Yes. And, yes. oh, and that you should blow kisses to as many strangers as you as, possibly may. As meant. many problems as you need solved. Yes. Oh, and, and also, uh, bark rules at other people, but don't follow them yourself. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Because I actually put it down here at one point uh, when I was finally pissed off enough. I was like, don't tell me what to say. <laughs> <laughs> You don't own me. Yeah, that's actually in my sound design for the show I'm directing right now. And also, don't forget, if you have a mirror that can solve literally any problem that you need, don't use it. Oh, and that if you do ritualistic chants, uh, magic will happen. Yes, that's That's right. That's another thing. Yeah, that's another thing. Absolutely. And uh, don't talk to balloons. Yeah, because they're dicks. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) All right, Zip, would you care to put the final stamp of your approval on this movie? Or disapproval, as it were. With the, with the flaming cinematic turd meter. Um, yeah. Here's the... Fuck!
Hey! Okay, that's it. I'm done. I'm not watching this anymore. Nobody should have to sit through two hours of this crap. Goofy Toofy, pull up your fucking pants. No, don't look at me like that. I'm not going to do this. We're done. I'm finished. Over. All right, and that's it for another episode of It Came From The Bottom. Russ, thanks for joining us today, man. Thank Yay! you for having me. I have to admit, Eve, as horrible as that movie was, it was fun to review. Yeah, well, <laughs> glad you had fun. Now, back into the closet, please. Yes. All right. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> And that's it for another episode of It Came From The Bottom. Once again, brought to you by Head Games Entertainment, your ultimate source for digital series, podcasts, and more. Fuck, I'm so glad this is done. Once again, I'm Jack. I'm Zip. I'm Adina. Next time, after last season. <laughs>